0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Happy Family Club. We're delighted to have you join us. Our mission is to help you have a happier, stronger family. We do that by bringing you the world's greatest experts in family, marriage, parenting, and relationships. We interview them to discover their secrets, their strategies, their techniques, and bring them to you so that you can cherry pick exactly what you need right now to have more success and more joy in your family.
1: And if you enjoy this interview, we encourage you to share it with your friends and your family and come on to the happyfamilyclub.com and see if you can find more information that's going to help you and your family be happier.
0: Again, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the interview. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Happy Family Club podcast. We are delighted to have you here. And man, we have got an incredible treat for you today I've spent the last couple of days researching leslie your world and all the stuff that you've done with homeschooling your mission your past and your discipleship all the things and I cannot wait to hear personally from you uh, all the good things the wisdom that you have and the journey God's put you on so thank you so much for being here and yes, I guess uh, Marge you want to introduce her officially I always get yes. I always get ahead of myself give an <laughs> official so. introduction we'll dive in
1: well, Leslie Nunnery, we're so happy that you're with us. And I feel like we really relate to you in a lot of key points and in your journey and our journey. And she, Leslie's a Christian author and speaker, and she advocates for homeschooling, hmm. which uh, especially in disciple, Christian school, disciple Disciple-based homeschooling, homeschooling, yeah. Homeschooling, yeah. yes. Yep. She's the co-founder of uh, the Teach Them Diligently ministry, which is beautiful. I love cool. that. Yeah, it provides resources and experiences for disciple-based homeschooling, Christian homeschooling.
0: Yeah. yeah. So and I, and I can yeah. I interrupt? Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. And I love the I love the um, title of your book, mm-hmm. The Heart, heart
2: School. school. Yes.
0: You know this this emphasis and this focus you have instead of just like it's not just homeschool. This is heart school, and there's so many powerful things there. So anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's who she is. It's amazing. You have four children, is that right, Leslie? We do. Yeah,
2: yeah. we. Um, and thank you all so much for having me here. It is a joy to be with you. I'm excited to dive into our conversation. Um, and this is just, this is a true honor to be here. And I'm very, very grateful. Thank you. Um, but Yes, David and I have four children. We have three that have graduated and launched, uh, two that are married, one that is moving Pol- moving to Poland in January um, wow. to, to do some mission work over there. So uh, the Lord is quickly changing our family. Um, which is exciting and you know a little traumatizing. All of the
0: <laughs> we know that, yeah, yeah, oh,
2: yeah. yeah uh-huh. but it's good because you parent to that end, yeah. and so to see the Lord be faithful through all of these years and. Um, To prepare them well, to to launch out and to serve Him on their own has been a real joy. And um, so, yeah, many years ago, I guess it was 2011, God called us to start Teach Them Diligently. And um, we started as a doing one time event to celebrate discipleship in homeschool families. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord that first year brought in 1,500 families from four different countries and 38 states. And um, it was just, it was overwhelming. And people were so hungry to get that kind of a focus and that kind of content that um, He wouldn't let us stop. So for the last 12 years now, we've been producing events and walking alongside of families, even as God was growing our own. So um, we've been a, a customer of ours as we've learned along with now. We kind of get out the other side and God allows us to mentor and invest in lives. And it's been a true joy.
0: That is amazing. Leslie. So Beautiful. I, I got a number of questions for you, but if, if I can follow up a little bit on that, what really, you know, when you and David are in conversations, a lot of people struggle with, you know, where they should go and how they should do it. And raising children is a huge responsibility that most people take very seriously. And so, what were some of the precipitating events or the reasons behind why you started down the path of both homeschool and being a great service to other people? I mean, I know God placed it on your heart, but something caused you to be open to that. And so what were some of those precipitating events that happened on the backstory?
2: You know, it's, um, the, the backstory for us starting to homeschool is not terribly, um, different from the backstory of teach them diligently. Yeah. Um, the Lord, the, so we had been in, um, had moved to where we live now in South Carolina, specifically for a Christian school that we wanted our kids to go to. We'd been in an right. area where there really weren't any schools. The churches were not particularly good. And we had, um, just really in praying about it, it felt like God was saying move. We didn't yeah. know what that would mean. Cause David didn't have a job at the time for <laughs> us to move to, right? Um, but we did. He went in and told his boss that he really felt like this wasn't a great place for our family. And we were going to launch out with us thinking we were going to come here and find a job. His um, employer actually said, "Nope, we just want you to work from there. So they moved us. They paid everything. It was truly miraculous wow. um, the way God worked that out. Our kids started going to this school. It was fantastic. Had no doubt that the kids were loved. They were getting a good education. They were getting a godly you know, worldview education. Yeah. Um, And yet at about the start of my oldest son's third grade year, I really felt like the Lord was impressing on my heart that my time with my children was short and how I used that I was going to answer for. And he, for the first time ever, really started leading me towards homeschooling. Um, yeah. which was not on my radar. In fact, I was I was the I was one of the people, many people, who would never ever do it. Didn't really <laughs> know any homeschoolers that I thought were were normal at that time. Right. <laughs> I, so I thought that actually, funnily enough, um I I I argued with the Lord kind of as I I pray. I say I prayed about it, or I would have said that at the time. Really, I was just arguing with the you Lord. just arguing with him. I, I just trying to get my way. You yeah. are totally mistaken. I can't, I whatever. Um and until about the 1st of December of that, that year, when I finally realized, okay, if I bring it up to David, he can tell me I'm crazy, but I'm being submissive. He's shutting me down. I have to be the submissive wife. There you go. Lean and, in. and you're and, off the hook. I, Beautiful. Exactly, I had it all figured out. Life was going to be great. And come to find out, God had been leading his heart in the same way. Um, but what he had been noticing was, a lot of the kids that and the families that we really wanted our children to be around or that we had been looking to as kind of mentors and people that we wanted investing in us actually were homeschooling. And so, you know, even though in my mind, I was like, I don't know any homeschoolers that are normal and blah, 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 all the the party line. The truth of the matter is God was pointing out to us all of the wonderful things, family wise and discipleship wise that homeschool does without us even fully understanding what he was doing. Wow. Um so we we brought it up to our kids over the Christmas break. They were all in, wanted to start right away. I did not want to start right away. So we waited. You're like, start. wait,
0: I, I was I was resisting this. Now <laughs> now, now, now the title went what's going on. Everybody here? Yeah. was yeah. in everybody was in except me.
2: <laughs> I needed to learn a little bit more. I, I exactly felt. Love it.
0: Um
2: I which was I mean, the Lord's timing is is good and he always uses it, um, but I didn't really learn a whole lot that that semester that I took to prepare that, yeah. that really changed much because you just dive in and do it. Um, but the reason that we started homeschooling essentially was not for education. It was not because of a bully. It was not because of a bad teacher. It was because of discipleship. We wanted to have the time and the intentionality to invest in our children at a very, very deep level. And so at the end of our first year of homeschooling, which is absurd looking back, <laughs> at the end of our first year of homeschooling, David was filling the call to go full-time into ministry. And um, he he took a job as the president of a mission board that he had been running for years in a volunteer role while he worked his other job. And it's a business as missions, mission agency. And so when we started, we were tasked with creating something to support our family. Cause you can't talk about businesses, missions, and go out and raise money. You kind of need to do what you're talking yeah. about. And so we started two businesses at the end of our first year of homeschooling. One was teach them diligently, which is absurd. Cause we knew nothing about homeschooling whatsoever. Right. Um, and the other was a group of preschools in Poland, because we are using um, gospel ministry to reach families and and to have a platform for the gospel in Europe. So um, that's how the Lord led us. Uh, it's been amazing. He actually took what was in our hand. Both David and myself had done a lot of marketing work, a lot of PR work, a lot of events work in um, our professional lives. and. Yeah that was exactly what god knew we needed to do what he was calling us into in the years ahead so um we see his plan being perfect uh not always easy but perfect Perfect. and we're very grateful
0: just wow that's an incredible thank you for sharing that that's an incredible backstory and one of the things that i want everyone to hear is is that so so leslie you stepped into this feeling like you're you know unprepared you know, you weren't ready for it. There was some resistance there, but I want to notice that there's something really powerful here. And that the reason why that you dived in, you and Dave jumped into this was a core reason that has, you know, really eternal, powerful significance. And that is that ministry, that discipleship of your children. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally, and, yeah I mean, totally. And, and that changes the entire equation. You know, it's like, oh, I got to homeschool because my kids are being bullied. You know, it's like, well, just find another school then, right? I mean, right. there's all kinds of things that can go on. but and And I think even if we take the homeschool thing out of the equation, as parents, we have this incredible divine both obligation and opportunity, this blessing to really raise our children up and the way that they should go unto the right Lord, you yeah. know mm-hmm. and and when we do we get all the benefits of the joy and the happiness and we get the power to go through all the different struggles that we're going to face etc and so i think that the reason why i love your story so much is because your ability to get through all the challenges that i would love to hear about in just a minute mm-hmm. your ability to get through all that was that you were grounded in in incredibly Powerful cause. Absolutely. As a mother and as a disciple of Christ and focusing those children. Um, I, I just think it's absolutely beautiful. And and here, here's what I want to point out to everybody: if you feel inadequate, mm-hmm. then what you need, what I think you should do, and I bet Leslie would agree, is I think that get centered on your core mission mm-hmm. and get centered on partnering with God. And whatever our deficits are, he makes up for. That's what Margie and I have seen. Like, absolutely, I, there is not a, le- a less prepared human being on the planet than me to homeschool, <laughs> uh, or or even to be a dad for that matter. And but we've made a miraculous, beautiful thing because we've partnered with God. Right. And honestly, I hear I hear parts of that in your story as well
2: oh no question no question um it all comes down to mission and it comes down to recognizing how that applies to every decision you make every area of your life um really simplifies things too
0: totally yeah yeah we we love that there's a quote that says when you put god first everything else either falls out of your life or falls into its proper place Mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's why here it's like it does define every single piece of your conversation your decisions it simplifies things enormously yeah mm-hmm. Um, so just just for fun I'd love to hear is, is there a little vignette or a, a snapshot of some of the most challenging things that you faced and, and I and the the business side of me would love to hear about the the business like <laughs> where, what business do you have and then the homeschool dad would love to hear like you know in homeschooling like so mm-hmm. so maybe just identify a couple of the struggles because I'm sure that they were there. And then and then we'll actually get to the core question of our whole conversation mm-hmm. in just a minute. But can you identify a couple of really hard things you went through and how you overcame those in this journey, both on the business side and on the homeschool side?
2: Oh, um, I'm sure, I love talking about the challenges. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always fun. Um, now, you know, on the homeschool side, We have four children, three of whom are three and a half years apart. And then there was a little bit of a break before our fourth one came through. And so there was just a lot of intensity at all Mm -hmm. times. And so the challenges really uh, on the, on the homeschooling side largely came down to any insecurity that I felt really impacted the first three. Like sometimes you can get it all settled with the first one and then it it gets easier. Like, my fourth one is, it's so easy.
3: But my first
2: three, (laughs) there was every lie that was whispered to me, every insecurity that I wanted Mm. to believe, every diversion, every time I wanted to take my focus off of what I was really called to do. um, I I was trying to make sure that that didn't derail all three of them. That was intense. There was an intensity there that looking back, um, I, I should not have allowed to be. I should have (laughs) really, you know, I, a lot of what I've written in heart school would have, would have protected me and my kids in that. Um, thank God he kept us from making any big mistakes. Thank the Lord. We, we have our kids hearts. Um, you know, even as my, my son who got married in July calls me every day after work, like on his way home from work, I'm his first call. It's, it's amazing. It's glorious. Um, so, you know, we, we still have these great relationships with our kids because God uses even our falters, yeah. God uses even when we stub our toe. Um, but, but I really think that, that the pressure, the, those traps and triggers and all the things that everybody deals with, I did too. And yeah. the way that I saw that it just have the potential to derail everything, um, mm would would be where the where those struggles really came in but the fact that god is good and he kept us and he never left us and he brought reminders and people into our lives to keep god. us on track is a testament to his grace and his goodness totally. um, and so i'm very very grateful on that yeah. on the business side we um ha, i feel like the that's a pretty easy one there's been a lot of ups and downs you know in any business there's there are as many ups as downs and um just a lot of, of variations there. But what I think is, is just the most impactful when, when we were very young in this, we made some wide-eyed decisions that probably were led a little bit by pride, by Mm. the, the ego of just getting out that we had all this wind at our back and we, we were going to go and we, we out kicked our coverage. We went farther than the Lord had told us to go. And, um, He miraculously sustained us, which Mm. defies explanation, but set us on a path that was really difficult for a long time, just Mm. kind of putting stuff back together that we unraveled. And um, the Lord uses all of that to refine us and shape us. And I'm so grateful for it, but it wasn't pleasant and it wasn't easy. Um, (laughs) But even our kids got to see how faithful God is despite what we do, despite the um, you know, decisions that we make, as we follow him, he will faithfully protect and uphold his own. And so all of us grew together, even through those difficult times, um, sure. teach them diligently.
0: I uh, love it, so cool. And you know, the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that um, I think sometimes people start in these different, like they feel like God wants them to go do something. And they they oftentimes we think like, If God wants me to do this, then it's like this is smooth sailing, it's just gonna work work out. out. Yeah. (laughs) And 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 a lot of times, you know, God wants us to do things that actually will create growth and stretching us because of the difficulties and the challenges. And I and and I and I really want everyone to hear that challenges, setbacks, mistakes, failures, you know, quote unquote failures, financial struggles, discipline struggles with the children like not knowing if you actually prepared them for you know you know anything life like all of these doubts and and struggles or you know legitimate things health concerns etc you know like leslie's talking about here these are not abnormal you're not a freak show you're Mm -hmm. not off the rails because you are going through this struggle in fact you're probably right on track and god's going to teach you stuff you know just like you guys Kind of, you know, you said got outside your cover and got a little bit ahead of yourselves, but God will use that to bless you and your children and to teach you that He's there through struggle to support us. And so, you know, it's an incredible, valuable lesson to be like, oh, struggle is normal. This is like, <laughs> this is like, it's okay. And that's why we partner with God is to get us through this. So, right. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I anticipated asking that, but I'm so glad I did. So, thank you. <laughs>
2: You. Yeah, you you just got raw. I wasn't prepared for that one. So that's, that's just <laughs> honest right
0: there. Well, <laughs> it was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so let's address um a core question that margin and I love asking all of our guests. And that is what do you see as a key principle when applied? Will create a happier family environment. And, and we're always quick to point out that ha- we don't equate happiness with you know typical pleasure or instant gratification or you know any of those kind of things we, we really mean deep you know godly intense joy yeah. uh, and sustained happiness in the family. and so we'd love to hear what you think is a is a core principle that will lead to that that you've seen in your experience.
2: Um yeah, I appreciate that question. That actually is a really big deal to us. Um yeah. and you you've leaned into it already at the heart of truly being joyful walking in peace, having less chaos, all of that. Yeah. If you can center yourself on your mission mm-hmm. and allow that to impact how you choose, you know, in, in a homeschool discussion, how you choose curriculum, how you order your days, whether you're in a co-op or not, whether all of these things, they do line up so much easier and it's so much easier to get everyone in line behind a mission that is bigger than these small things. Yeah. Um, so often in any endeavor but again talking specifically about homeschooling when your reason to homeschool is small i.e. you know you're running from a bully or you know the schools are failing whatever when your reason is small then your your resolve to stay the course in hard times will be as well yes. Whereas if you have something bigger that you're shooting for, in our case, we were going for the hearts of our children that drove every decision that we made. We wanted to bring them to Jesus, teach them to love God and love people and then show them what that looks like in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And then also prepare them well to walk through any door that God opens. So that element of our mission made us want to educate them excellently we didn't want to be responsible for any you know anything that would be a closed door to them because of something that we did
1: hey there it's margie we hope you're enjoying this podcast
0: yeah i hope you know that you can go to the happyfamilyclub.com And see many other interviews and get a whole bunch of other resources, materials, free things, paid things, all kinds of stuff. There's an entire membership there where you get exclusive access to all of our best tools and resources. Our mission is to bring you the world's best resources and insights from the world's best experts so that you can have a happier family and have more joy. So go check it out, thehappyfamilyclub.com. Now, let's get back to the interview.
2: because our kids knew our mission because David and I were cohesive in our mission, that, that gave so much joy. It removed so much friction. It brought peace to our days, which lends itself to joy. It had us all moving in one direction rather than pulling against each other. And it is profoundly impactful.
0: Awesome. So can I ask you a couple of follow up questions on that? Cause it's a beautiful answer. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Um, first question that comes to my mind and and i'm sure others probably have asked you but you know when you get centered on that mission um i think that some people are going to say well how do i know what my mission is and, and where do i go to define that and really get clarity on that so that i can you know look at the rest of the family and draw them up to that so what, what are your thoughts on how to get some clarity on that and, and resources for doing so what's some practical approach to that
2: Well, as a a, I assume that that most of the people that are watching your show or listening to your podcast are Christian families. They are believing families. As a Christian parent, your your home is your Jerusalem. God gave us all as believers one mission. Therefore, my mission as a parent is to bring my kids to Jesus and then to prepare them to go out from there. That is my big mission. Homeschooling is a tool for that mission. Um, What church we attend is a tool for that mission. All of these things are tools for my big mission. And God made it really easy because he gave us the great mission before he left. So once we kind of look at that as our marching orders as Christians, we're able to see this big piece of the puzzle fall right in place and then start evaluating every area of our life as to how it fits. As a dad, how does your job fit with your mission of bringing your kids to Jesus and preparing them well to follow him? How do you know, all of these questions become tools or or pieces, but our mission actually God gave us. That's a that's a fairly easy one for a Christian family to
0: answer. Good. It, it, it I I I would only add one word to your answer, and that is that should be an easy yeah. question.
3: exactly
0: because i think that i think a lot of people are concerned and and, um are confused and i and at least i know in a lot of the circles that i run in i deal you know primarily in in terms of business stuff and a lot of the companies that i've worked with and a lot of the entrepreneurs we i've had the privilege of coaching over close to forty thousand entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world Mm -hmm. and most of them are christian and most of them and, and i'm saying this in a very nice way but a lot of people spend so much time on self-help books, personal development books, and what's your mission in life, and you know, and all these kinds of things. And so we start getting our our brain starts going off in a million things. Like, well, maybe my mission is to grow this company and to do whatever, or maybe my mission is this, and that, and the clarity with which you give your answer, which has always been mine and Margie's answer—not to pat ourselves on the back, but it's like we've never had any other intent or purpose in our family than to bring our children to Christ and to back to Heavenly Father. It's like. Well that's what we're doing right mm-hmm. um so the clarity is beautiful Leslie, and I really appreciate you bringing that and it does simplify everything so um I I got a second question here I think that then you know having our children's heart as you say, I think is central to being able to bring them back to God oh, right. Yeah. But like, because if we're at odds and there and there's you know tension and stress discord, and discord contention. and yeah, I, I just don't know how effective we are. I I know in I know that in terms of human persuasion we're zero effective when there's discord. You know it's like it it doesn't work. So um, I wonder what it looks like if you can kind of paint a picture. What does it look like to have our children's hearts? And what are some practical steps? You know if you could summarize a few ideas about. About getting to that stage because a lot of people, especially when you go into the teenage years, it's like um, my kid just blew up. Well, okay, <laughs> they yep. do change, but there are ways to address that. So, what does it look like having our children's hearts, and what are some practical ways that we can get there?
2: Uh, sure, our um, going for our children's hearts is an incredibly natural thing really i think because of all of the self help books and all of the the noise and glut of information that especially young parents today are getting which is i'm so thankful i wasn't a young parent with oh. all of this coming at me um yeah. but but it it does tend to distract and make things much harder but Actually, you know, from the very youngest of ages, getting in the floor, playing, showing your little kids that you care about what they care about is laying a foundation for incredible relationships with your kids when they are tweens and teens and beyond. Um, But but if you've missed that time, it it doesn't mean that it's too late to start actually investing in conversations asking your kids questions listening for their answers not running when they say something that just scares the fool out of you because they will (laughs) because you know they're they're growing up and they're growing up in an in an era where as sheltered as you may try to keep them they're hearing stuff that that is different than what you're telling them and so they're going to be wrestling and trying to figure out what they believe Allowing them to talk about those things and actually engaging with them and helping them learn to think biblically. All of those things are showing them that you recognize that they are, first of all, competent and complex, you know, we're not just talking down to our children. We're engaging with our children and we're we're coming alongside definitely in a parental role. I I don't, you know, when I when I talk about coming alongside and really um guiding and directing and, and leading with conversations, that doesn't remove any authority. That's just the way that we're engaging and yeah. and showing them that we are listening and we care. And yeah. then with questions, you know, uh, David and I talk all the time about how questions prick the conscience, but accusations harden the will. So yes. going in, even when they something comes up that is really difficult um, or a question that just curls your toes, going in and finding out what's at the heart of those things and helping yeah. them think through it rather than just, boom, dealing with that that fruit, that top line stuff that you're seeing is actually going a long way towards building a trust that you are actually there with them to walk. It builds deep, deep relationships. It gives you unbelievable insight into what's in their heart already so that you can shepherd the heart that they have, not the one that you want them to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so so just engaging and taking the time to be intentional in your conversations, but it's not all serious. You know, a lot of our best conversations happen, you know, after just all craziness broke broke loose around the dinner table and then <laughs> something would would spur a more deep conversation and we'd all engage in it and and it's just the natural rhythm of doing life together and looking for those moments and you know honestly it as a mom when i look back in my rearview mirror I I started my day every day in God's word, praying that God would give me wisdom and insight into the situations of that day. And he led. He never failed to be with me, even in difficult situations with my kids. And those relationships that were built through Legos or Minecraft or, you know, <laughs> Nerf Wars or tag or whatever it was as we were playing or those deep conversations when our kids were hurting, you know, the, those middle, those tween years are so difficult as everything inside of our kids are changing and they don't know what's going on. They feel completely right. out of control. And yet as, as a parent on mission, we're able to come alongside, put our arm around them as they are crying and don't even know why. And help them understand that, that this is all part of God growing them into the man or woman that he created them to be and giving them context for what's going on that makes them feel out of control rather than pushing them off on someone else who is going to you know, give them other things that we don't want them to have to explain their confusion or their fear or whatever. Okay. Um, so, So those relationships that you're able to build by just deep engagements with your kids day in and day out. Driving in the car, you know, the Bible that teach them diligently verse that our ministry is based on is you're teaching your kids diligently while you walk, while you talk, when you sit down, when you rise, when you lay down, all of these things. You know, I, when you're doing laundry, when you're doing dishes, when you're in the grocery store, all of these places are the the your platform to teach your children diligently to get those deep relationships built. And then it's those relationships that you have you've invested in all those years that keep your kids from wandering or from launching out and never looking back. Those are the ties that really do bind and allow you the joy of walking and doing life with your adult kids later once they fly.
0: I love, I love the simplicity of this because you don't need a lot of complex psychology or this, that, and the other, really this deep connection based on time, being there at the crossroads. And one of the things that we have always loved about homeschooling is is we're not we're not taking you know six to nine hours a day uh, of our children's lives and our on our time with them and putting it someplace else you know right. minusing it out um and then all the busyness that goes on around that of getting them up getting them dressed getting them to the bus getting them to there coming out picking them back up extracurricular activities here there all the different stuff and it's not that a lot of those things are bad it's just that what, what you're talking about is both a quality time and a quantity time right. and deep impact in their lives. And, and it's just absolutely beautiful. You That's know?
1: how you create connection with your children. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and it's really easy to, to program yourself even as a homeschooler where oh, yeah. you're here, there, you've got lessons and practices and, you know, plays yeah. and co-ops and all of these things, because you feel like your kids are missing out if they're not right. in it. Mm-hmm. so that you're creating a scenario where you're just kind of passing and you're frustrated and brittle. And, yeah. um, and I think that a lot of that, again, if you just zero down to your mission, it's going to inform what of those things are good for that season. Exactly. Not, probably none yes. of those things are bad, but exactly. you're everything in every season. And you've got to be wise about that.
0: Totally. Um, yes. I, I yeah. remember years ago we lived in Helena, Montana, and um, Margie was pregnant with our sixth, sixth.
1: yeah six or seven yeah both
0: with one of our children anyway so our oldest were just getting the age and and we felt a serious drive to have them in the piano and ballet and you know the little league sports and Uh t-ball and Uh you know all all these kinds of things and the the co-ops and the groups and and margie and i sat down one day and we're like you know what um again no there's no judge everything's a different season and right for different people different circumstance but the the thing is that we had this conversation that was like okay so we just spent this much time doing piano lessons ballet uh boy scouts t-ball and you know etc now what if we multiply? as the children get older let's multiply that by six seven eight nine times right is that going to work for that (laughs) season of our life when our children are younger and is it required for us to get them back to christ are those activities required yeah for our for our family it was like Hmm. oh
3: okay
0: well first of all from a time perspective it doesn't work second of all from a christ gospel perspective it wasn't required and so and in fact it might have been detrimental for our family again i don't want anyone to take this as any kind of negative to any of those things it's just what was right in the season for margie and i and and but having the mission at the focus was what drove those decisions and that's what i want that's what i want everyone to hear it's like you get clear on the fact that we're getting these children back to christ safely as we possibly can and then what drives that for them and for their personalities and for their purpose that god has for them etc so it's really powerful
2: well and even you know when you are focused on your mission and you're allowing the mission to determine what you're taking part in, you can bring your kids into the mission too that way. So,
3: totally.
2: you know, we were able to see our children when they played they were very involved. They played basketball oh. and my girls played volleyball and they, you know, there were yeah. co-ops and there were lessons and all of these sure. things happened through the years, but we were able to position those as missional things yes. and that may have informed why we didn't do multiple sports at one time or we didn't yes. do, you know, we didn't Whatever have these collisions because yeah. of the mission. It it enables, it really, it really straightens out all of your conversations about it. It gives a very solid it, guide rails for you to line your family up in and it's very very helpful
3: powerful okay so great Love I, that.
0: i have a, I have a follow-up question then because there's the there's the broader mission and then you've noticed as we've noticed that each god sends us each of these children even though that like we got all that we got we got like this you know very similar genetic dna Thanks. markers right yeah. it's like it's like both of them came from margie and i right i mean all <laughs> those children that's 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 the only place they came from was she and i but they come very different right yes. And I wonder what your experience has been in terms of uh, being able to recognize and identify God's mission and, and purpose and kind of focus for those children versus the one that we want them to have. And, yeah. then, and then how does that, that recognition for each one of those individual children, how, do, how has that informed your decisions moving forward in terms of schooling and extracurricular stuff and relationships, et cetera? So what's been your experience there?
2: Yeah, that's in that's actually an excellent point. Excellent question. Um, yeah, we have, we have four very different kids. They have different learning styles, different personalities, um, different trajectories. God has them on different paths. Yes. And, you know, when they're very, very little, those differences aren't, Yeah, you know, there's some elements in which they're, they're seen. But as they get older, those get more pronounced as you see more independence, more you get to know those children more as who they are and they figure out who they are. Yeah. Um, So as they're or when they're young, you're really getting to know them. You're spending the time with them. Um, You know, you are you are seeing this one's more quiet, needs more alone time. This one talks constantly and <laughs> one of which is in my head still talks constantly
0: uh, <laughs> almost calls you every day <laughs>
2: yeah. no no but yeah. we're going to talk about him in a second oh, yeah. um, no that's it's my baby she, oh, she talks right. all the time it's so funny right. um but but yeah you you get to know them and then in in my in my life, one of the things that God led me to do, which was the most amazing thing, um, I'm actually writing a book now with Trisha Goyer about this. But when um, when my kids were about fourteen, I started reading through the Bible and journaling for that specific child. So mm. each of my kids, for their sixteenth birthday, got a Bible that I worked about two years on, prayed specifically for them. There are letters in there. There are, you know, in some of it, it's just thoughts. Sometimes it's working out the passage, but a lot of times it was just letters of, this is what I'm thinking for you that, you know, when this comes along, this, this, you know, whatever, as God led me. But what I found through doing those was the insight that God gave me into the child that I was praying for Mm -hmm. was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And my second son, who is the one that calls me every day now, um, He was the one that was completely veiled to me. He was the one that... I, you know, when he was a kid, he was David's son. David, your son needs your attention. (laughs) I couldn't figure him out. He's so very different than me. And yet through that exercise of literally searching God's word for him for about a year and a half, two years, I was able to get to know him because God took the scales off of my eyes and gave me insight into his heart in ways that I would have never imagined. And, um, it it changed the way that i related to him it changed the way that i parented him moving forward because i could see him so much more clearly and that happened with all of them it's just it was so pronounced with him the difference was so massive um and and it just God was so faithful as they grew. And it in my life, he used that exercise of, of creating a legacy Bible for each one of them. Um, but as they grew and I sought his face for that specific child. And as I would read and God would say, this is what that one needs. He just unlocks them for parents who are seeking him because he is able. He, you know, our, our heavenly father knows our kids better than any other, (laughs) anything we can imagine. And he wants us to know them as well. And so as we seek his face and as we engage with him and as, you know, something happens and there's just this little thing in the back of your head that remembers, oh, he said that. And then it comes back around later when something else, and you're piecing stuff together. It's the Holy Spirit answering your prayer for for knowledge and understanding of that child. And he is so good to do it.
0: I love it. That's beautiful. I, I think that's the best answer I've ever heard about how to understand your child. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: thank you. Hey, you Lord, know, that's awesome.
0: That's exactly. Right. And, and it, it's absolutely true. Nobody anywhere knows our children the way heavenly father does. It right. Just It's just the case. And, and so looking to, and the thing about it is, it's like it's the open secret of the universe, right? It's like if we're willing to ask, God's willing to give us all the answers in the universe that relate to us and to our family and to our children, yeah. especially. If any,
2: you lack wisdom. He exactly he God, he's giving it to you. Absolutely. Exactly. Literally. He'll yeah. give it liberally. He gives
0: liberally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um I, I think that's really, really powerful. So in terms of um, you know, the the day-to-day process and the routines of going through that, how how did you make decisions about what that looked like in terms of because you have four children, different things, different activities. What was a decision-making process that you and David went through to define, like, okay, let's do this or not? So I
2: think that um a lot of it came down to what were our non-negotiables. So mm. That, that really gave a lot of structure to the other decisions. Because of our mission, our non-negotiables were we we wanted to be in church. You know, we wanted to worship the wow. Lord together. Um, dinner times, meals together were a big deal. Not yeah. that we never missed, not that there weren't seasons where it was more chaotic, but that was a priority for us. Um, you know, the the time to actually spend physically with our children was a big deal. So all of those things really were always there as we were taking these these individual decisions to heart. Yeah. Um, for example, my my I had two of my kids who were, well actually three of my kids who were very, very good athletes, incredibly mm-hmm. good athletes. And highly decorated in their respective sports, yeah. and as it as they got older and the opportunities for AAU or club volleyball or whatever opened up, those those decisions really factored into, or, or a, a lot of those non negotiables really factored into that. But because we had been so open with the mission, and because we had spent a lifetime trying to train our children for what God wants for them and give them biblical reasons for why we do what we do. So we weren't just passing down our rules on them. We were helping them understand the biblical basis for what we did. Then as we came to, okay, you have this opportunity, a coach wants you to do this. You know, it involves travel multiple weekends a month. And then without exception, the kids themselves chose not to do that you know would they have actually had the option yeah yes. they chose not to do it and they did it yeah mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. we were able to lean on the things that we had already talked about talk about you know what god's plan is and you know long term things you know instant gratification all of these things mm-hmm. and and so you know those non negotiables based on your mission Give you an awful lot of structure that makes those everyday decisions a whole lot easier. Even the big, the seemingly huge everyday decisions become a lot easier when you have that structure of Mm. what are your non-negotiables based on your mission.
0: I Mm. love that. You know, I am. I I have the picture of you know that Christ is the cornerstone, right? Like you sit down Mm -hmm. on the foundation, the essential things in your life. And then the thing, everything else flows around that, and that's really what I hear you saying. And I think that's incredible that you look at. And I think that for everyone listening here, sitting down as a family and having a family council, getting like agreeing that yes, here is the mission, and then what are the non-negotiables for our family and our season that support the fulfillment of that mission, and then everything else just gets to flow around it. Um, yeah. You know, or and, not, or not, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's
1: okay if something falls out.
2: Yeah. Oh. Right. And, and so often you see, you know, once the difficult decision is made to let it fall out, Mm. you, it doesn't take long a lot of times before you see that it was better. Exactly. Um, You know, so, so often, and that's the same with us in our adult lives as it is in our children's lives. You, you tend to see the right way becomes very, very evident as you walk towards it. Um, We actually just did a uh, we called it a heart school parents intensive where we walked side by side mm-hmm. with a group of parents. But one of the things that we help them do is you know, take their mission, kind of define it the way that that they thought it would look, you know, for their families, the way that they phrased it, yeah. and then their goals, their vision, their family culture. Actually, yes. help them think and work through all of these yeah. things because so often as families we don't take the time to do that.
3: That's right. And
2: because we've never actually quantified why we do what we do, we're mm-hmm. always flopping around. Yes. Whereas just taking the time to think through those things gives so much structure and brings so much peace
0: so cool was that a uh, just on a side note is that was that like a small group intensive or you had like it, it was a yeah it was, it, it was basically a
2: mastermind work. yeah so we do those um periodically where we just we can't work with everybody but we course, work with smaller groups uh just to, love to love t- practically move them through some of the steps that we talk about and,
0: does, and does the, is the hard school book does it help with some of those elements there i it, We're brand new to the book, so I haven't read yet. I'm sorry, but uh, I will. I will repent, I promise.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the heart school book actually walks you through really a lot of foundation and then seven steps of a heart schooler. And it, it it just breaks it down in a way that I think gives a lot of clarity, but also peace and and a lot of encouragement because a lot of the things that I talk about, as you guys have have noted, people know it's not, these aren't profound earth shattering, you've never thought of this before stuff, but putting it in a line and then practically saying how to work it out um, is really helpful. There are assessments in there to help you see where you are and kind of make you start thinking about things Mm -hmm. more strategically Right. Um, and so there's, yeah, there's, there's all of that. There's a master class that you can go a little bit deeper. Uh, and then we have our intensive. So there's, there's a whole lot of different ways that we want to just help families I get on track and stay on track because the generational impact of that is you just can't overstate it.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to the non-negotiables real quick. And then we're, we're probably getting close to me to wrapping up, but, um one of the things that i hear you talk about and that i would you didn't say these words but i'm going to kind of identify and you know i find in life that there's there's a lot of high leverage stuff you know so for example we're on we have about three two acres or so of lawn here on our property (laughs) and and i could mow that lawn with an old you know just push mower and I could get it done, but it's going to take a long time. Right, right. Um, I could mow it with, you know, a, a small little riding lawnmower, or I could get out, you know, a big mower that's got bat wings on the side. And I, you know, <laughs> and I've got about, 15, I, know that one. <laughs> I know exactly. Right. And, and you got 10 or 15 feet of mowing deck and you can get it done really, really fast. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I would encourage all of our listeners to do is, is to look at, God has given us insight into what are high leverage stuff. So, for example, you know, somebody asked him, "Well, what's the greatest commandment? Like, what's the biggie? Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, mind and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, right. right?" And so, we see that even we see that God's wisdom is is that there are activities that are higher leverage than other activities. And so, you mentioned, look, we just we have we we go to church. Well, church is a phenomenally high-leverage activity for a family unity and family joy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We have found having a non-negotiable space where we have a family devotional and scripture study is a, it, it, it's its, daily. it's a Everybody. daily thing. And what is it? 15, 20 minutes? It's peanuts yep. in terms of your schedule and it's enormous in terms of your impact, right? Exactly. And, and uh, you know, these these non-negotiable things, uh, if we're wise and we create high leverage activities, which obviously you've done in your book, I think is all about this. I think it becomes so powerful because we can put in, not that I'm trying to say that we need to be lazy, but we can put in a minimal amount of effort and get massive rewards. Right. Out of it. Which is
2: so important.
0: Yeah. It's so important because there's a lot of stuff to do and there are all the extracurricular things. there are all the activities that we and our children need to do. And you know, all these years you've been homeschooling and running businesses and being a mom and trying to be at the crossroads, and it's a lot of stuff and that 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 we're all required to do, you know, and that we're asked to do. And so, being wise with our time is really important. Um. So anyway, I just wanted I just wanted to highlight that. All right. Um. Let's see. Is there anything as we kind of wrap up here? Is there anything that you would have loved to say? I wish Joshua and Margie would have asked me this question, and they didn't. And I've been dying to tell them about it. Is there some principle that you'd want to share with us as we kind of wrap up? And then I want to, uh, again, before we let you go, I do want to talk a little bit more about your book, and the and uh, I think an event you've got a conference coming up. But first, anything that we should have asked you that you're just like, those I can't believe they didn't ask me. That's my favorite question. Oh, (laughs) this is this has been a
2: great conversation. I've absolutely enjoyed it. It has been. It's been a stretch and I've gotten to think big and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed all of that. It's been a joy to see that your vision and your mission is just aligned with ours so beautifully. Um, that we were clearly speaking the same language. So um, so yeah, I I I feel like we've covered a lot of ground and I hope that it's been a real encouragement. Again, simple stuff. Get your mission, line up behind it, and it is, it'll make things a whole lot easier and more impactful mm-hmm. for your family. Cool, Wonderful. cool. Now,
0: That's so great. you said your book's now available at mm-hmm. uh, Heart School. And, and how
2: did we find it?
0: Yeah, I think, I think, um, it's yeah, website. it's on the website, diligently.net, right? And is it slash book?
2: Yes. If you uh, yeah. go to net forward slash book, you can get it for five dollars in a digital copy, or we have a paperback copy as well that you can get there. Um, and there's an audio book, you can enjoy it any way that you want to. Love I do encourage people to read it. It is a it's a pretty quick read, but it will help you, I think, wade through the missional questions in your own family and yeah. give you some structure to start building your own heart school. Uh, which I believe that all Christian, I think, I think I believe all Christian parents are called to heart school their kids, oh, no yeah. matter what tool of education that they use.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I love it, and you're absolutely right. And we have people ask us all the time i mean there's i'm thinking about like several hundred different times when people have thought like how do you get started and margie and i of course we've always homeschooled and we've always been very intensely mission driven and then and then people are like well how do you even get started What do i'm like i'm like i have a whole world of stuff to share with you like we don't have time right now and hard school is a perfect launch pad, it's a perfect first step from what i'm hearing to, for people to step into and say okay how do I get mission centered? How do I, you know, what do I pull up behind that and what do I do? And like you said, there's assessments. I loved your your comment there about questions, open up the heart. Right. And so you've got these assessments that help open up the heart help us to see where to go. So I strongly encourage a, if you're not clear on what your family mission is and B if you're considering homeschooling or C if you're homeschooling and you're like, i'm going crazy
2: <laughs> i got you i got you <laughs> i got you so
0: leslie leslie has got us on that so That's right. <laughs> encourage you that. tell us a little bit about the the conference i saw so you have you have an event you talked a little bit about the beginning like first one you had 1500 people from around the world come like what does that look like now do, or do you have some coming up what what is that tell us about that
2: so yeah we um we actually the first one had 1500 families so it was than, oh, okay. you know 10 to fifteen thousand because our families are big um yeah. so yeah, lots and lots of people We have two big events coming up in 2024 both in May one will be in Pigeon Forge Tennessee one will be in Branson Missouri and it's really just three days of um of coming together learning at the feet of some really, Um, godly individuals to talk about parenting and discipleship, but also all the nuts nuts and bolts of homeschooling. You're going to get a lot of training in that. But because homeschooling is not just about academics, it impacts every area of your family. We have a lot of content on marriage and parenting and relationships and discipleship and even Mm. personal growth and just um, we have counseling sessions to help people deal with anger and fear and anxiety, and just a lot of things are are represented there to try to equip families to do what God has called them to do. So those we generally have, there are thousands and thousands of people there. It's super exciting. And we, we produce them with the entire family in mind. So we have a children's program and, and a program for the tweens and a teen program and a men's breakfast, because we, we have seen through the years that if we have a men's breakfast, we get more dads there, which is a big deal to us. (laughs) But uh and we always have bacon. Um <laughs> <we> have to, <laughs> <combine> <laughs> to bring together. dads in. Bacon. Know, we <laughs> didn't <laughs> one year. They dipped us the bacon and there was like a revolt. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we get the dads together on Saturday morning at 7 30 and they come together and they with their boys, you know, dads and boys come in, we feed them breakfast. There is a time of prayer and a a session directed at them. And it has been unbelievably impactful. So we have special opportunities for every member of the family. A lot of families use this as their vacation, which is why we're in Pigeon Forge and Branson. Um, So they'll, they'll stretch it out, have some great family time, all grow and learn together. And the friendships that even the kids have made through Teach Them Diligently have been amazing a lot of the kids um, just look forward to it every year they stay in touch with the buddies they've made and uh, it's just been neat to see the way the lord has connected people um, so yeah you can learn more about that at teach forward slash events and if your families would like to use the discount code happy families they can save 15 dollars off of their registration because we would love Love oh. to meet them there. Love to walk along. You are them. so generous,
0: Leslie. Thank you very thank much. You. We will take advantage of that. That's awesome. Well, thank so you. very, very cool. So this has been incredible. Mm-hmm. I have I have felt I have felt joy in this. I'm so um grateful. Margie and I are extremely grateful for the work that you and Dave are doing, Leslie. It is it's awesome. It's beautiful to see the families you're impacting and you know turning them to god and helping them be clear on their mission is exactly what the world needs today right mm-hmm. and so and more so i mean always in the history of the world that's always been what people need a you know we're we're in a crazy time as we you know, I think we're all looking forward to when Christ comes again and settles a lot of stuff, but until then it's a mess. And so, and so to have beautiful voices that are courageous and faithful like yours, Leslie, thank you very much. We just really, really appreciate it. And for all the good you're doing. So hats off to you, kudos and congratulations. It's wonderful. Thank
2: you so much for having me today. It's been an absolute joy to chat with you.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Leslie.
2: Leslie. Take care. Uh, Bye Bye now. Bye.